Welcome back again folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Comedy Series. I'm so very happy you tuned in again. Today's comedy episode is another classic from the Phil Harris and Alice Faye comedy series. The Phil Harris, Alice Faye show was a comedy variety show. It debuted on NBC in 1948 and ran until 1954, and featured real-life husband and wife Phil Harris, a singer-songwriter, and Alice Faye a singer-actress. Today's episode is titled, Phil is Drafted which was taped way back in 1949. This episode is again brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. So, give CritterCaper.com a visit and be amused and informed on all things pets and other animals. Also, don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes currently available. If you can, you can help Geezer Gus keep this podcast up and running, by becoming a Patreon supporter at the support link below. Thanks a million. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Now, enjoy today's episode from the Phil Harris and Alice Faye radio show, titled Phil is Drafted. Brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Walter Sharp and his music, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. The morning mail has just arrived at the Harris home. One of the letters for Phil is misaddressed, and he and Alice are debating whether or not to open it. But, honey, why shouldn't I open the letter? It's got my name on it, hasn't it? Yes, but it has an entirely different street address from ours. Besides, we live in Encino, and this letter is addressed to Phil Harris, Los Angeles. Obviously, there's another Phil Harris. Another... Oh, come now, Gertrude. (laughs) Listen, honey. Like the Taj Mahal and the Grand Canyon, there's just one of each of us. (laughs) Another Phil Harris. You better get some rest, honey. Look. (laughs) Honey, this letter must be for me, and I'm going to open it. It looks like a very important epistle. (laughs) Important what? A pistol. (laughs) I-S-P-U-T-L-E. That's a word meaning letter. A pistol. (laughs) You're very fortunate to have an educated husband. Yeah, ain't I? <laughs> you yell, graduates know everything, don't you? <laughs> Tell me, Phil, can you make out who it's from? No, I can't. The return address is smudged. All I can see are the words official business. And it ain't got no stamp on it, so it must be from the government. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I overpaid my income tax and they're returning some dough. Oh, no. No. Willie made out your tax return and he never overpaid on anything. <laughs> How true, how utterly true. <laughs> Look, before I open the letter, I'd better check with Willie, huh? I'll get him on the phone and see. Good morning, Philip. Hello, Willie. I just called... Let me finish dialing, will you? <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry, Willie. You're here. Hey, look, Willie. I got a letter here from the government, and I think it might be about my income tax. Uh-oh. I knew they'd catch up with you. (laughs) What do you mean, they'd catch up with me? I told you not to deduct the Wilkins family as a dependent. (laughs) 
Well, a bookkeeper with jokes. <laughs> now, look, Phil, the letter's not addressed to you, so you'd better mark it wrong address and put it back in the mailbox. All right, all right, so I'll put it back in the mailbox. I'm going in the kitchen to make myself a sandwich. I wish there was some way I could find out about it. Alice, you should have taken that letter and put it back in the mailbox yourself. Why? I don't trust that man. I'm always suspicious of anything he does. Wouldn't surprise me if he were doing some sneaky thing this very moment. Maybe I am, but you can't prove it. <laughs> Hello, Frankie. Willie, I resent your talking that way about him. He may be a little irresponsible, but he's honorable. He's a man of principle, and I love him. Thank you, Alice. You may kiss me. <laughs> Frankie, please. I love you too, dear. I'll toss you to see who tells Curly. Oh. <laughs> Not joking, Frankie. Willie and I were talking about Phil. Oh, him. Where is he? Uh, he's in the kitchen. He's probably trying to steam open an envelope. If I were you, Alice, I'd go in and check up on him. Hmm. I will not check up on him. I trust him. So do I. I'm glad to see you defend my best friend, Alice. Well, see you later. Where are you going? Into the kitchen to check up on Curly. <laughs> Wonder why he'd want to steam open an envelope. Hi, Curly. Oh. oh, hello, Frankie. What are you doing? Well, I'm getting myself a glass of milk. <laughs> oh. Willie thought you might be in here steaming open an envelope. Well, of all the nasty, suspicious minds. I have too much integrity to do a thing like that. I'd no more think of steaming open an envelope than I would have taken candy from a baby. I ain't that kind of a guy, and anybody who thinks that I'd steam open an envelope... I can't hear you, Curly. The steam kettle's making too much noise. What did you say, Frankie? I said the water's boiling for your milk. Oh, 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 I'll take it off. <laughs> Always take boiling water in my milk. It's an old Southern custom, you know. <laughs> Sure enough. <laughs> and now, shall we steam open the envelope, Colonel Harris? All right, all right. So I'm steaming open the letter. I got a right to open it. It's the wrong address, but it's got my name on it. Well, why steam it open? Why don't you just tear it open? You're right. I'll tear it open. This letter looks important, and it might have a bearing on my whole life. I'll tear it open right now and see what... Well, what's it say? Who's it from? Well, it's from the Selective Service Board. It says, greetings. Greetings! Wrong Phil Harris. Send it back. Get it out of here. Put it in the box. Tie it with the ribbon. Throw it in the deep loose me. Turn loose. Curly, get it away from me. means you're being drafted. No, don't say that. That ain't for me. It couldn't be. I'm too old. The Army couldn't be drafting me. Could they, Frankie? Could they? I don't know, Private Harris. <laughs> Now, wait a minute, Remley. They're only taking guys up to 25, and I'm almost a full year over that. Yeah, almost. Curly, why don't you admit your right age? That's why you're in trouble now. You go around telling everybody you're 25. That's just for publicity. Must be a mistake. I'm a veteran. I was a scoutmaster for four years. <laughs> Besides, I was in the Navy in World War II. They can't draft me. That's what you said the last time. Now, <laughs> uh, Curly, uh, I'm surprised at your attitude. Are you trying to shirk your duty? It isn't that. <laughs> I was happy to do my duty when they called me the last time. I tell you, I'm too old for service now. It'll do you good, Curly. Don't forget, the Army builds men. Well, let them build a new one to take my place. <laughs> 
Why renovate me? <laughs> they retire overage destroyers. The least they can do is give me the same consideration. Now, Curly, being in the Army's a cinch. Nothing to it. It's just like having a radio program. What do you mean? You get 13 weeks of basic training, and if they like you, they pick up your option. <laughs> but I'm happy with Rexall. I don't want to change sponsors. Uh, Curly, you, you should feel honored that you're being called upon. I know you wouldn't let me do it, but if I had the opportunity, I'd be glad to go instead of you. <laughs> Oh, gee, Frankie. Mm -hmm. You do that for me? Why, that's the nicest gesture a man could make for a friend. Well, uh, I, I don't know what to say except... Drop me a line when you get to Fort MacArthur. <laughs> no, Curly, you're right. There must be a mistake. This induction notice can't be for you. Of course not. On the other hand, it's possible that it isn't a mistake. Cut! I heard you the first time. Of course, if I, if I had to go... I'd do all right in the Army. Yeah? Sure. With my personality, I'd probably be a general in no time. Mm -hmm. Right. I can just see myself riding into battle. The general said, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. But his noble steed said, no indeed, go get yourself a jeep. The general said, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. But his man of war just said, what for? And went right back to sleep. Then the general called the captain, told the captain to tell the sarge, to tell the privates that he personally would lead the charge. Now he made a loud and fervent speech. He made a strong appeal. And he said, good friends, just follow me and I'll lead you through the field. Then the general said, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. But his noble horse said, man, get lost and walked right off the field. The general said, giddy up, giddy up, come on, giddy up. But his stallion booed him where he stood and called that jet a heel. Then that there horse come walking by, his noble head held high. And he walked up to the general, looked him smack dab in the eye. And he said, my friend, let's get it straight, let's get it straight right now. If you think I'm going to lead a charge, you crazy as a cow. The battle raged and raged and raged and the shells fell all around. But the general's dobbin did no bobbin, he just stood his ground. The soldiers fought and fought and fought and the battle was no cinch. But the general and his faithful horse, they didn't move an inch. The bugler blew his bugle, the comrades left the fray. The mighty war was over, so they proudly marched away. But the general on his noble nag, his face was streaming tears. Said, I'll make that old hay burner move if it takes a million years. Oh, the general said, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. They left him so I'll never know if he ever made that darn egg go with his giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Oh, come on, horse, at least take me back to the officers' club. The General and his Horse. Hey, look, Frankie. What? As long as this induction notice ain't for me, I'm just going to tear it up and forget about it. Wait a minute. You can't do that. You gotta get down to the draft board and make sure. If it's for another Phil Harris, they'll be nice about it and let you out. But supposing it is for me? Well, they'll be just as nice about it and let you in. <laughs> They're very fair that way. Oh, stop it, will you? 
Well, before I go down, I better tell Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hate to tell her about it. Why? You ain't going in. Yeah, I know, but you know how women are. Mm. Don't give you a chance to explain. I'll just mention induction notice and she'll get hysterical and probably start bawling and carrying on something awful. You know how they are. <laughs> well, come on, we gotta tell her. I'll get my hanky out. <laughs> I've got something to tell you. I was listening, and Philip opened that letter, and he... Really? You were eavesdropping. You were spying on Phil. That's a horrible thing to do, and I'm ashamed of you. And what was in the letter? <laughs> it was a notice from his draft board to report for induction. You mean they're drafting Phil? Yes. <laughs> Isn't it a pity? <laughs> that notice can't be for Phil. I'd better go in and reassure him that it's... No. No. I think I'll teach him a lesson for opening mail that doesn't belong to him. Well, he thinks you're going to get hysterical when he tells you the news. Oh, he does. Oh, well, I'll just... Oh, quiet, Alice. He's coming in now. Shh. Little mother. <laughs> Mom, I gotta have a talk to you. Now, look, something's come up, and, and, and I, I want you to be brave about this. You see, Alice, I... Frankie, you got the smelling salts ready? Oui, mon capitaine. Now, Alice, don't take this too hard. No, no, now, because, look, it's a mistake. Now, let me explain everything. I got a notice to report for induction in the Army. Oh, Phil, I'm so proud of you. Now, but I... Just think you'll be serving your country for 21 long months. But, Alice, I'm... Right, you don't jump back, honey. You don't forget to ride. Look, I'm trying to tell you... Oh, what time does your boat sail for overseas? <laughs> I'm not even in yet, and she's got me on a troop train. <laughs> Are you a shill for the draft board? Gosh, Phil, you don't know how honored I am. Of all the millions of young men to pick from, they select my old man. <laughs> Wish I had a wife who worried over me like that. <laughs> Philip, you should be anxious to go. I wish it were me. I'd give anything, anything if I could go in your place. Would 15 cents be asking too much? <laughs> if you're really anxious to go, Willie, we could arrange it. Well, I, I don't think they'd take me, Franklin. I was in the last war. You were in the last war and we won it? <laughs> oh, I get it. You weren't on our side. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He was, Frankie. He had a very important job. He saved the doctors a lot of time. Now, what did he do? He was a model at the draft board. If a guy came in for a physical and he looked like Willie, he was automatically rejected. <laughs> hey, now, get back. Get lost, will you, kid? I'm trying to work something out here. Look, Alice, as I was trying to tell you, now, look, this draft notice is all a mistake. Oh, I know it is, Phil. I know. I was just kidding you. All you have to do is go down to the draft board and they'll straighten it all out. Oh, well, thank goodness. You know, honey, for a minute, I thought you didn't care if I went or not. But I, I should have known better. You couldn't get along without me, could you? Yeah, nah. <laughs> of course not. Why, Phil, do you know what it would mean to me if you weren't here? What? I'd be able to sing two songs on the program. <laughs> now, don't be selfish. One is enough. The snow is snowing. The wind 
what do I care? But she plays gone. I've got my love to keep me warm. I can't remember a worse December. Just watch those icicles fall. What do I care if icicles fall? I've got my love to keep me warm. Off with my overcoat, off with my love. I need no overcoat. I'm burning with love. My heart's on fire. The flame grows higher, so I will weather the storm. What do I care? How much it may I've got my love to keep me warm. Off with my overcoat, off with my glove. I need no overcoat, I'm burning with love. My heart's on fire, the flame grows higher, so I will weather the Well, so long, Alice. I better go down to the induction center and get this over with. Hey, Frankie, come hmm. on, go along with me, huh? All right. I got my car out front, Curly. I'll drive it down. Hey, Mr. Harris, can I see you for a minute? Later, Julius, later. I got to go down to the induction center. I got a draft notice from the Army. Okay, I'll see... <laughs> what Army? <laughs> the United States Army. What's your language, Mac? <laughs> You're speaking of the country I love. You can stop worrying, Junior. There's been a mistake. This draft notice is for another Phil Harris. Another one? Yeah. <laughs> Seems that there are two Phil Harrises. Oh, no. <laughs> Things ain't bad enough. There's got to be another one yet. <laughs> At least it's a relief to know they ain't drafting you. I didn't think it was fair of him to take a man as old and decrepit as you. What do you mean, decrepit? I'm in great shape. I'd have no trouble passing a physical for the Army. Are you kidding? You'd be a 4F and a campfire girl. Why did they go all the way to Bikini to drop an atom bomb when they could get a target like this right here at home? and they do take you in. You ain't gonna have to worry about kid. I'm overage, and besides, I got flat feet. That won't stop them. They drafted my uncle, and they never should have done it. The poor guy's got ten fingers. What are you talking about? Everybody's got ten fingers. On one hand. <laughs> stop exaggerating. That's impossible. I don't know, Frankie. He looks like the kind of a kid who might have a ten-fingered uncle. <laughs> Frankie, let's get out the draft board. Forget no, about no, it. No, wait a minute, right? Mr. Harris. Wait a minute. 
Yeah, maybe I can help you. I got a friend who works at the graft board, and if you gotta go in, he'll fix you up with a soft job. If I gotta go in, I don't want no soft. <laughs> How tender would it be? Might <laughs> it be a cinch? All you have to do is inspect rifles. They pass them to you, and all you gotta do is look down the barrel and pull the trigger. <laughs> I'm sorry, that don't appeal to me. You got nothing to worry about. It's an easy job. If the rifle don't go off, you throw it on a pile on one side. But supposing it does go off? Well, in that case, they throw you on a pile on the other side. Come on, Remley, let's get away from this bloodthirsty infant. I wonder what makes him that way. Frustration. <laughs> Probably wanted to be a vampire bat. <laughs> Goodbye, Julius. Hey, Mr. Harris, don't you want me to call my friend and fix you up with that soft job? No, I don't. If I have to go in, I'll take my chances. He'll take his chances. A big windbag. <laughs> He's just brave because he knows they won't take him. I wish I... Wait a minute. I think I'll call my friend at the draft board anyway. He could throw a little scare into old Harmony Grits. <laughs> Well, here we are, Curly. Selective service board. Let's go in straighten out this mistake. Yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. You know, Remley, in a way, I wish it wasn't a... You sure it's a mistake? <laughs> I'm positive. In that case, I'm sorry it isn't me they're calling. I'd love to be in the Army, and I'll oh, get... Oh, stop it. You're making me nauseous. <laughs> Come on, let's go in. Well, it ain't my fault I'm too old to be taken. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, my name is Phil Harris, and I've got this draft notice by mistake. Oh, yes, Phil Harris. We've been expecting you. Yeah, you see, I'm the Phil Harris. We know all about you. Phil Harris, age 25, sex male, occupation, band leader. Take him, Doc. Well, Heart's okay, chest okay, eyes okay. Heart, look, I... Waist 34, chest 42, hat 6 and 7 eighths. Take him, sir. But you wait a minute, I... to uphold the honor of your country and the Constitution of the United States of America? Yeah, but... Tension! Now look here, you got the wrong man Frankie, tell him, say something My, you look handsome in your uniform, girl Now stop it, all of you I'm being railroaded That's insubordination, soldier We're very careful the way we pick our men Oh, sure, sure Nice thorough physical you gave me Harris, I examined you very carefully Carefully? I could have been dead And you wouldn't have known it <laughs> You sound like you don't want to do your duty. Well, of course I do. I'd, I'd, I'd be glad to, but uh, I'm a year over draft age, you see, sir. Uh, I'm 26. You are? Hey, Harris, come here. What? Don't tell anybody, and I'll do you a favor and let you in anyway. <laughs> You will? Hey, Sarge. Come here. What? Do me a favor and don't do me any favors. I don't 
care if you are a year older. We're taking you in anyhow. Well, in that case, now look here. In that case, I'm going to have to tell you the truth about my age, Sergeant. I'm over 26. How old are you? 112. <laughs> now look, Harris, let's not be facetious. I see no reason why you should not be accepted. But you don't understand. You see, Sergeant, I'm not a well man, am I, Frankie? You're as healthy as a horse. I am not. <laughs> I mean, I am not. You see, sir, I suffer from an occupational disease. Mr. Harris, if you're in such bad shape, we don't want you. You better go home and spend your remaining hours with your family. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Get my wheelchair and we'll go, Frankie. Let's get up. <laughs> Character. He's an even bigger schmo than Julius said he was. That'll teach you not to tamper with selective service mail. <laughs> I wonder what kind of a story he'll tell his wife when he gets home. So you see, honey, when I got down there, they didn't want me. But I wouldn't take no for an answer. When I saw those other fellows in uniform... It sort of got me. It reminded me of the time I wore a uniform. And well, well, I'm back in khaki again. Hell, you mean... Yes, sir, I signed up for another four-year hitch as a scoutmaster. <laughs> I'm in the beavers now. I'm not behind the plow. I'll never get rich. I'll never get Let's turn on the radio. Oh, honey, I'm in no mood. I just got out of the army. Oh, but Phil. Phil, Fred Al Allen follows us on the air now. And I don't want to miss his program. I think he's so cute. I'm crazy about his New England twang. Yeah, me too. I love every word that comes out of his nose. And I also <laughs> want to welcome Horace Hyde to our network every Sunday here on NBC at 4 o'clock. Thank you, Horace. Good luck to you. And good luck to you, Fred. Good night, everybody. This program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips. Included in today's cast was Alan Reed. The part of Frankie Remley was played by Elliot Lewis, and Julius was played by Walter Tetley. Alice Fay appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. This is Bill Foreman wishing good health to all from Rexall. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.